The latest to face domestic violence charges, namely child abuse for allegedly striking his boy with a switch. He is the face of the franchise that, that makes it a more high profile, especially with, um, you know, the Ray Rice um, which was domestic violence, and now this is child uh, abuse. So. Minnesota Vikings fan Ken Cusera processing the news. A Montgomery County Jail records official says Peterson turned himself in early today and was later released. This is SRN News. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary is the author of two outstanding books, The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on Life Changing Radio, 1550 AM WSDK. My name is Gary Smith, and I get to be your tour guide for the next hour as we explore things about business and personal development. Now, today we're actually going to be uh, speaking directly to those of you who are small business owners. So you'll want to stay tuned in, get a cup of coffee. It's a nice, cool morning out there. Maybe take the radio out on your patio, sit back, and, and chill for a few minutes. Um, give us a call if you have any questions, 860-432-9735. Uh, text is 860-856-7193. Or if you have any questions you'd like to email in, just send them to questions at optex.com. Before we get started today, uh, many of you know Will Marotti was on with me last week, and uh, this morning at Will's Church, uh, they're doing actually a Christian leadership conference. Uh, it's going to run most of the day today, so for those of you who weren't able to attend, uh, please keep Will and his team in prayer as they as they minister there. They've got some really, really great people uh, who are going to be uh, taking care of things down there today and and really ministering to people, so keep uh, keep Will in your in your prayers, if you would, and his entire team down there because we we desperately need more Christian leaders and we need more Christian leaders to get out of the church and get into business. Uh, that would be really, really helpful. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about help for small businesses. Um, one of the things that's interesting in the small business arena, and I was reflecting on it as I was driving up here to the studio this morning, uh, going back to the 1970s, long, long time ago, when I first got out of college, I lived in central Illinois, and I worked for uh, a tiny little company called Caterpillar Tractor, uh, really, really big organization. And uh, I, I started out there in engineering and then eventually moved into management. But one of the interesting things and one of the little-known facts is that when you looked at the Peoria area, uh, Caterpillar supported like 2,500 small businesses. 
And it really brings the point home that it's not the large corporations, it's not the IBMs and the General Motors that really make the economy in the United States. It's the cottage industry. It's the the little mom and pop businesses that have anywhere from one or two to maybe thirty or forty employees, uh, and they you know they're very very good at what they do, uh, but they need help. Uh, they really do. And that gets us to uh, the point of introducing our, our guest today. And for the second week in a row, we're actually doing a live in studio rather than a, a pre-recorded interview. Uh, but we have Colleen Ferrari in studio this morning from uh, Small Business Connecticut slash Small Business USA. Uh, for 23 years, Colleen has been uh, who's made billions of dollars for major corporations, and she grew up in a successful family-run business that uh, that eventually failed. But along the way, she was uh, you know she started to draw parallels between the tools and resources that Fortune 500 companies have versus what's available to the small business owner. And so Colleen has begun bringing these tools to small business in a way that's affordable and perhaps more importantly, proving tremendously successful for the businesses that uh, that she and her organization serve. Uh, small Business USA has created a program that leverages four key pillars. One is a proven and comprehensive marketing program. They have peer advisory boards. They have H- HR outsourcing. And they have community, a community of consultants who are on calls twice a week to answer any questions that a member may have. Uh, so collectively, with, regu- with regular consultations and follow-up, small business owners are not only driving sales, but they're finding more time. And, uh, and that's something all of us could definitely use. And as uh, Small Business Connecticut transitions to Small Business USA, Colleen has also made it her personal mission to protect and connect the business owners that she serves. So it's uh, it's really, really neat to have you here, Colleen. Thanks so much for taking time on Saturday morning to come in and sit here indoors and talk with me. Oh, I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much. Well, we're going to have a, a great time uh, together. So we're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, today about, you know, how to help small businesses and some of the things specifically mm-hmm. that your organization has uh, has uh, is doing and, and has plans for doing. But start off talking about, um, you know, what your background is and, and your years in corporate America and kind of what inspired you to really start Small Business Connecticut. Okay. Um, This is only an hour show, but I'll try to keep it short. Um, (laughs) You know, I grew up in a small business that failed, but you know, it's funny. One of my girlfriends from high school just recently said to me, she said, Colleen, your family was so successful. You were going on vacation. You were doing all these great things. But what I remember was how hard my mother worked and the pain and the stress that was associated with owning a small business, no matter how successful she was, it was so much work and she was by herself and and her stresses were intense. And so I ran to corporate America. I said, this is not for me. I'm never going to be a business owner. I am going to get that paycheck every week. I'm not having that stress my mom had. And so I ran to corporate America. I went to college and um, got you know my business degree and human resource management degree, went to some graduate programs. And you know what? There were what I found was there were so many parallels between the tools that I had in corporate America and my mother's business and what she struggled with on a regular basis. You know, in, in corporate America, it was, you know, I loved what I did. You know, I helped so many, I helped make so much money. As my daughter says, 
my mom makes more money for her company. And I did. And I, and I did that successfully for very, for 23 years. But at one point you look back and you say, I don't know that these successes really count because I'm not really changing lives here. And I'm not really, you know, I look at my mom and maybe I'm an entrepreneur at heart, but here I came running back to entrepreneurial life, you know, so to speak, and, and really to make a difference. Wow. Now that's, uh, that's, you know, that's really powerful stuff. Um, so when you stop and think about, you know, uh, small business Connecticut now becoming small business USA, uh, you know, what are, what are the goals that you have and how have you made those goals a reality for the people you serve? Yeah. You know, I will tell you that I was really blessed to create Small Business Connecticut to begin with. Um, you know, things fell in my lap. I, I always say there was this five-day period where everyone important, every piece of information, all the research can, all came together and created Small Business Connecticut. And when we started, it was really about changing that success rate. Right now, 85% of small business owners, are, are they fail. You know, last year, 3.1 million Americans lost their job because their small business failed. But small business is the fastest growing sector of the American economy. And, and I've been really blessed to be in some political arenas and really talk to politicians about small business. And what was really obvious to me is they knew how to help United Technologies, but they didn't know how to help that mom and pop shop. So for me, when I started Small Business Connecticut, the my real goal was to really change things. You know, at, at the time when we were putting this all together, you know, of course, I had the pain of my mother losing her business and her retirement and her future. And I mean, she really lost everything. And um, my sister, you know, just recently, she had a day spa for 13 years, the first 10 years, greatly successful. The last three years, she gave everything back. She ended up selling it for exactly what was owed, you know, and, and she, she ended up with right where she started. And I don't think any small business owner does that. So and then, you know, oddly enough, at the same time, the same five day period, you know, um, that everything was going on, a neighbor of mine lost their business after 30 years, had a very successful restaurant and had to close it. And their future, what they had thought was their future, was now gone. And they couldn't sell it. Their retirement That was a retirement strategy. So for me, when I started Small Business Connecticut, it really became about helping small businesses, changing that success rate, making giving them the tools that I saw that corporate America had. And make, giving it, making it accessible, making it affordable and accessible. And now I think, you know, you know, fast forward a year, you know, we've, we've been around for a year now, which is really exciting, but fast forward and now it's so much more. We see that the outside factors that affect small business owners, whether it's government politics, people not understanding small business, consultants who really aren't helping, you know, the that really don't understand how many hats a small business owner wears. We see all these other outside factors that are really holding small business owners back. So Small Business Connecticut has really, where it started with helping companies, now we really want to, we want to not only drive their success, but we really want to support them, connect them, give them a voice on a much more national level and, and a bigger level. So when you when you think about that and you think of the you know the number of small businesses that you're working with is there are there some some central themes of things that it seems like almost every small business owner is struggling with Oh yeah you know absolutely I number one is time you know they most 
every member that we have, small business owner that we talk to, really struggles with you know, having more time in their day, they they are working around the clock, and they're wasting a lot of time that, on things that are unproductive. So I think that's the most, you know, that's the most common thing we hear. Is that so you're talking about they're spending so much time working in their business versus working on their business? Yeah, well, I think it's a little bit of that. But I also think that I think it's natural to run your business the way that you want to versus the way that you need to. So I think companies say, well, this is how I like to market. So I'm going to go and I'm going to market this way. And what happens, that's not necessarily the way your customer needs to be marketed to. So you end up spending all of this time, maybe maybe it's three, four hours a day, marketing in a way that your customer doesn't connect with. So what we really try to do is focus what you spend your time marketing on, how you spend your time. We really strongly leverage that Pareto principle. You know, 20% of your effort generates 80% of your results. So let's take what's working and double it, you know, and, and get you twice the results for less work. So I think a lot of it is that time management piece. I do, there is that very strong element of what you're talking about as well. You know, they get two in their business. We, um, we say that often too, is most business owners are right there in the middle of the forest. They don't see their way out. Again, Bill Doerr, I love him. He always calls it the minefield. He goes, you know, you give small business owners a map to the minefield. I'm like, he goes, and he goes, more importantly, you give them a map out of the minefield, right? And, and I think it's, it's relevant because you get too close to your business. Yeah, and I think maybe that plays into, and we were talking in the, uh, in the introduction about you know how you do HR outsourcing and things like that, because I think that maybe part of the problem that small business owners are facing, and I've seen this a lot in the work that I do, is that you get somebody who's working in the business, and they're very, very involved, and maybe they even realize that they need to pull themselves back and spend time working on the business as right. far as creating a vision, creating that marketing strategy, and doing that sort of stuff. But they haven't taken the time to develop the people in their business to be able to step say, you know what, I'm going to trust you to run my business and I'm going to go do some other stuff. I'll be there for you if you need me and I'll be checking in on a regular basis. But I need to be focusing more on the long term of what we're doing. You need to be focused on taking care of today. Right. You know, I think that's really interesting because in corporate America, we hire leaders, right? But when you open a shoe store, you open a shoe store because you love shoes, right? You don't not because you have this natural affinity to manage your shoot team, right, and, and to make them the best salespeople or train them the best way or, or create your, you know, that next manager. You do it because you love it, right? So I think a lot of people, a lot of small business owners, because they go in and they follow their passion, they don't necessarily have those le- that leadership toolbox. And we do spend a lot of time coaching people on the phone through how do you, how do you make that salesperson more effective or how do you give things away? And it's hard when your livelihood really depends on that shoe store being successful. That's your mortgage payment. That's your retirement. It's hard to give that away to someone who, you know, you pay $10 an hour maybe. Yeah, and there's a, there's a couple of examples that I can give there that I think maybe bring the point home. One is um, you, you have an individual who, like you said, they started a business because it's something that they're passionate about. And one of the examples I use sometimes is you take a fellow who maybe – uh, has worked at a Pratt & Whitney as a machinist for 25, 30 years, uh, and is retired from the organization, but doesn't want to stop working. So he goes and he starts his own little machine shop. And literally, I mean, you can give the guy a blueprint and he can make whatever right. you want to to make. So he has that 
technical skill set to be able to do things. But when it comes to things like marketing and finance and human resources and stuff like that, he doesn't know anything about it and he doesn't know what to do. And it doesn't have anything to do with his level of intellect. He can be a very, very intelligent guy. He just doesn't have the experience in that area. So having someone like you to be able to come alongside him and say, okay, we can help you. We can help you learn. We can provide supplemental resources and, you know, via training or consultative resources to help you understand the other dynamics of your business. Um, And the other thing, as you said, I, I think that People are under, when they finally do start a business, even though it's something they're passionate about, they're under a tremendous amount of pressure because they've invested a lot of money to get there, and they're looking at this as their livelihood. And I recall as a, as a kid, there was a fellow who, uh, who played golf at our local country club, and he was in his you know, late teens, early 20s, one of the most fabulous golfers I've ever seen. And he had companies all over the country wanting to sponsor him for the pro tour. And uh, and he refused. And one of the local TV stations was inter, you know, interviewing him one day. And they said, well, gee, why is it that you're not interested in doing that? And he said, you know, he said, when I'm out on the golf course on a Saturday with my buddies and we're on the 18th green and I've got, you know, a three foot putt, you know, for for five bucks and a cold beer, you know, after the game is over. He said, that's one thing. But he said, when you make that three foot putt worth one hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars, all of a sudden it's not fun anymore. It's work. That's a great story. It is true. Those people are all in that, you know, that's the biggest difference in a business, you know, in a, with a small business owner, you know, to go back a little bit, what is really interesting is you, I think you're right on. You can't know everything as a small business owner and the people, the business owners that are most successful are the ones that recognize they don't have all the answers. Right. And, um, you know, small business Connecticut, small business USA, as we're growing into is, um, you know, I am so blessed to have people like you that support us, to have people, um, this community. I, I want to say it's all me and my intelligence, but I think what we've really done is we've harnessed so many people. So, you know, when you're in corporate America, there's there's that directory. Okay, I have a problem with IT. I have a problem with this. You know, you just pick up the phone and you call that extension and your problem is solved, right? And I think small business owners lack that ability. You know, you don't have that mind trust. So when you use leverage a community like we have it's really beautiful it's i mean i've heard so many problems being solved and you know you just hang up the phone those days and you're just like yes this is what it's all about this is you know we help somebody and that's you know it gets really exciting because of that we're bringing tools to people that it energizes that, yeah. you to get up the next morning and, and go does. do it again you know? it does it does cool well we're on uh talking with uh colleen ferrari about small businesses and how to help small businesses and her passion through small business connecticut and now small business usa for uh for helping small businesses not only here in connecticut but around the country we're going to take a quick commercial break here and we will be back more with more of our conversation with Colleen, so stay tuned. My organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs. This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, Call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call. 
203-599-1467. I'm sure your faith has been put to the test a time or two, and often those times can be painful and even confusing. Next time on Sports Spectrum, former Jacksonville Jaguars assistant Charlie Skalaski will join us, and we'll also visit with former pro golfer Tracy Hansen. They'll help us see that even when our faith is tested, God is still very much in control. I hope you can be with us for the next Sports Spectrum. Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock right here on Life Changing Radio. Welcome back to the Gary Smith Show. We're visiting with Colleen Ferrari of Small Business Connecticut and uh, Small Business USA and just having a great time here today. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, the dynamic of having someone in studio versus doing a pre-record is so much different because I get a chance to look across the desk and see you and see your facial expressions, and I'm just having so much fun. This is really cool. Me too. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, I mean, you've, you know, Small Business Connecticut has been around for a year now, mm-hmm. and it looks like you guys are really having a tremendous impact. But talk a little bit about, uh, from your perspective, what do you think your greatest successes have been, and what do you think your greatest failures have been in that, on that pathway? Um, you know, the pathway with Small Business Connecticut in particular? Yeah. Um, the successes I could go on. I mean, you know, um, the successes for us, you know, I probably should talk about the failures first, but the successes are so overwhelming. It's what fills my cup every day. And, you know, I think every day we get a phone call that we changed somebody's business and we've helped improved or, or drive or made their life better. And that's what it was all about. When we started this and we did all this research and we put all this energy into it, it was really about making life better for small business owners. And now a year later to be able to say we are and we're making this difference and we're seeing 25, 50% increases. We just had somebody yesterday that called us and told us, actually this is a second person that has given us the same comment. They are up $100,000 since joining Small Business Connecticut. It's just been months. But the impact of just looking at things differently and through a different lens. And then you you sit back and you say, this is amazing. This is life-changing for that person. And one of them happened to be very close to disaster. And you're like, this is what it's all about. And it's not me. It's this amazing team and this collection of, of support that's around people making it happen. So well, and that's when you And when great. you look at the small investment that people have to make, to be able to be part of Small Business Connecticut, and then you see a $100,000 increase and you yeah. calculate the return oh, on investment yeah. there. That's amazing. Let me tell you. So so way in the beginning, we I've had a couple investors come to me and say, you know, this is, this is a great idea, but, you know, we want to invest in this, but we want you to charge more. So – but for me, this was about my mother and sister. And every day we sit at our board meeting with Small Business Connecticut – And this is about my mother and sister. My mother, no matter how, in her most successful moment, would never have paid what the investors wanted us to charge was $800 a month, between $700 and $800 a month. And there's programs out there that are doing, you know, pieces of what we're doing for $700 a month. For me, it's this is so much more important. This is my legacy. This is I've had my corporate career. I have my real estate business to pay the mortgage. This is about making a difference. So we need to we need to make it affordable. Just have enough skin in the game to make a difference to keep that business owner accountable. But it's got to be affordable, right? Or you stop being able to really help and affect the people that you want to. Absolutely. So, as far as failures, I mean, boy, we've made. 
we've made some fa- we've had some failures for sure. We um you know, we went out there and started selling it before, you know, when we first started, we thought, okay, here are these four pillars. There's 48 reasons why a small business fails, right? This is, here's my, here's a research person in me coming out. 48 reasons that we came up that are really legitimate that needed to be corrected why a small business fails. So we found that all 48 of those, you know, we started with probably 10 pillars, right? And we, but when we were like kept siphoning it down, we realized that these four pillars of what we're doing really, solved all 48 problems, right? We, we kind of figured out this magic formula, right? So we started going out there selling these four pillars and we didn't weave them together. We didn't, we didn't realize the time piece. And I don't know why we didn't. We all thought, Oh, this works. Here's 48 problems. Here's four solutions that solve 48 problems. Makes complete sense. What we forgot is a small business owner is busy. They don't have the time to go work on four different things or to commit to four different things. So when we went back and we re-looked at our program, we really, we really added this, we weaved in woven this consulting piece that really helps people keep on track that makes it simpler we've put more emphasis on the Pareto principle and helping them find more time pushing things off their plate and helping them decide what doesn't belong on the plate to begin with and when we did that we really had an about face it we were no longer just giving people tools we were giving them a community and we were giving them a program that was really making a difference but I guess with small business Connecticut that would be my biggest failure yeah, and it's interesting because that's uh, that's one of the things that I teach as part of the work that I do, and I, I have created uh, what's called the effective efficient model. And basically, what happens is, is most of the time, especially when I'm dealing with people who feel a need to be more productive, their their first thing is, I want to be more efficient. I got to get more stuff done, and it's like, right. well, wait a minute, hold everything. What difference does it make if you're getting more stuff done unless you've answered the question, am I doing the right stuff? And so what I do is I kind of use an example. You know, if you go to like a a hometown buffet, an all-you-can-eat kind of buffet, I can go through the line and I can pile my plate up with stuff. And when I get to my table, number one, I look at it and say, all right, I got way more stuff on here than I should have. There's no way I'm going to be able to eat all of this stuff. (laughs) But I can instantly look at it and say, okay, what stuff on here is good for me and what stuff isn't? You know, I can say, you know, the the salad and the blanched green beans and the fresh fruit, ah, that's all good stuff for me. But, you know, the lobster mac and cheese and the garlic mashed potatoes, probably not so much. (laughs) I'm pretty impressed that that stuff got on your plate to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but then I and I tell people, but now look at your look at all of the stuff that you have to do in your life as being a pile of stuff on your plate. Right. The problem with most of us is is we don't have a frame of reference to be able to look at it and say, all right, of all of this stuff that I have, what stuff should I be working on and what stuff I, shouldn't right. I be? So then we have to back up to the effective side of the equation right. and realize that every successful person knows what he or she wants, and that starts mm-hmm. with that. And once you know what you want, what your what your goal is and what you're striving for, now all of a sudden you've created a filter that you can take that plate of stuff and pour it through that filter, and the stuff that comes out the bottom is the stuff that you really need to be working on. So the first goal is to become effective, and then the second goal is to become efficient at doing the right stuff. 
There's this term, um, PGA, profit-generating activity. Everything that you should do should, especially as a small business owner, you should measure that profit. Is it a profit-generating activity? And um, and I think that really helps you. But one thing that is really interesting is we um, we have this pro this time management program that goes in and it says, you know, you go in and it's this whole workshop and it teaches you how to manage your time and audit your time and, and figure out um, where you're going. I cannot tell you how many people don't know where they're going. So how do you manage your time if you don't know what your goal and your vision is? And it's really interesting. I would probably say half of all small business owners get lost on that one question. Where do you want to be? What's a year look like? What's five years? And to your point, you have to start there and work your way back to figure out what you should be spending your time on. It's, I think it's an important step that's missed. Yeah, and constantly asking yourself, you know, is what I'm doing a value-added activity? Uh, and I'll give you a great example. Um, I, I work coaching uh, a woman who's an attorney, and she does a lot of real estate transactions. Uh, it's one of the key parts of her business. And when I first started working with her, when I went into her office, she had stacks of files on top of her desk. And I asked her, I said, so what is this stuff? And she said, oh, it's all closed real estate transactions just waiting to be filed. And I said, so tell me, what does that process look like? And she said, well, what I wind up doing is I take the file folders, I take them home, uh, I have a safe at home, I put them in the safe, and after a while they get old and moldy, and eventually I'll go back and purge them out and throw them away. Uh, and I said, okay, so you know, most of these folders have 30, 40, 50, 60 pages of stuff in there. How many, you know, by law, when you look at it, how many of uh, sheets in each one of those folders do you actually need to keep in order to have a record of it? And she said, yeah, probably 10 or 12. And I said, okay. I said, um, you have a secretary? Oh, yeah. And I said, do you have a scanner in your office? And she said, yeah. And I said, do you have the ability to create a checklist of what pages need to be removed from each of these folders? And she said, yeah. And I said, so why don't you do that? Create a checklist and hand these folders off to your secretary. Say, hey, I need you to go through, strip out these 10 or 12 pages, depending on the type of transaction, scan them into the system, file them electronically under the customer's name, and throw the rest of the stuff away. Shred it. Hmm. And she said, wow, I never thought about that. And I said, you got to ask yourself, is handling all of these files on your part, is that a value-added activity? And I said, if you were to do that, how much time would you be able to save every week? And she said, probably four hours a week. So that's four hours at 250 bucks an hour. That's $1,000 you just put in your pocket from a 15-minute conversation. And those are the types of things that we need to be looking at is where's the value add? True. You know, when I was in corporate America, you know, I I had a lot of teams. I had, you know, at my peak, probably about 5,000 employees. And um, I would always tell my leaders, every year you have to find that day that you just go back into your business and you look at it like you had never been there. You start like it was day one of your career. Because I think what happens, well, I know what happens is people get way too close to the situation as with this attorney, right? If, but if she came out and said, I'm going to go and I'm going to assess my business today like I've never been in it, like I'm buying the business today and I make a list of everything that's wrong well, you're going to have a very different perspective, and it's going to give you that time to just reassess and reevaluate and find those little things. But we don't do that as business owners because there's no time, because we're too emotionally invested. We get in there, but we have to step back at some point. And I think if you can't do that, that's where a consultant is amazing. That's where you need a great consultant, and you need that standing appointment. You need Gary Smith to come in every single year and just give you that gut check, right? Because I think you need that. Otherwise, 
you, I, I hate to say this, but you become my mom. I love my mom, but she did, she ran her real estate business, you know, through the eighties and nineties, the same exact way, you know, and, and what made her millions one decade bankrupted her the next, you know, you cannot continue to do what you've always done. You have to have that moment of intercession or, you know. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's an old saying that says, if you continue to do what you've always done, you'll continue to get what you've always gotten. Right. <laughs> and uh, I don't know that that's true, though, because I think you look at a business. Yes. You know, if you're trying to drive a result, and you don't get the result today. But I think if you look at these family run businesses, right? Great example. Somebody told me, I don't know how true the statistic is, but 95% of all businesses, small businesses are family-owned businesses or family-run. Um, I don't know that I can disprove it. But if you look at a company that's been around for 10 years, what they did 10 years ago probably isn't going to work today. Right. You know, you need to change with the times. And we see that a lot. We see a lot of companies that they've been doing it the way they've always done it. And they, get, they get stuck in the rut of we've yeah, always done it this way. Right. And, and then they don't understand why things are, are declining yep. because they aren't keeping up with what's going on. They're not, um, they're not seeing the paradigm shifts that are occurring right. uh, either because um, you know, either because there are fundamental changes in the industry right. or there are fundamental changes in their competitors. Mm-hmm. I had um we had this great peer advisory board meeting a couple of weeks ago and this man had owned this manufacturing firm for I think he's probably on his 20th year and really in bad you know he was in bad shape a little bit you know he's struggling that's why he joined small business Connecticut. it's odd because probably about 25% of our members struggle and that's you know they need that infusion and we have about 50 that are saying oh I want to retire in 5 years and I didn't really think about this and then there's about 25% who are doing great and realize the value and just want more value you know but in every case we we blessed to have great results but this man you know he sat at this peer advisory board meeting and he had been doing things the same way for 20 years, selling things the same way. And, and he showed up, I'll never forget, he showed up with this invoice that said, well, you know, I have this guy asking for this, but I don't do that. And that peer advisory board came down on him and it was the most amazing experience. And all of a sudden he looked back and he said, well, I can't really give you one reason why I don't do this. You know, and it's just having, you know, those accountability partners is so important. But especially to keep up and stay relevant, you need to continuously reassess where you're at. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, as you said, that's where a consultant really helps out because a consultant can come in and and look at it like a person from Mars who's never seen your business. And just um, one of the reasons I say that I really enjoy consulting is because I have an insane degree of curiosity Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to ask what appear to be really, really stupid questions. But uh, but I've been amazed at the number of times when I've asked a f- what I think is a really dumb question and the person looks at me and says, you know what? I never thought about that. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's OK, remarkable. well, maybe it's time for us to think about that. You know, is it is it relevant? Is it important? Is it not? If not, we'll move on. You know, but but it's stimulating people. And and that's why I joke with people. And it's you know, I sort of say it half serious and half joking that, you know, what a consultant is, someone who borrows your watch to tell you what time it is, because you're so busy that you're not looking at your watch. And all I have to do is grab your wrist and say, see, 
Right. You know, and, and that's the value that a good consultant brings to the table, I think. I'm going to use that line. Okay. I like that. <laughs> no, one of the things that uh, that Small Business Connecticut is doing that has really gotten me excited is you guys have an upcoming conference on October 21st. And, uh, and uh, you know, that I think is going to, you know, add value, tremendous value to yeah. the business community. So talk a little bit about what kind of drove you to do that and what people can look forward to and where they can find out more. Well, you know, I, I think it goes to this connection piece. We know how important it is from a time perspective. We know how important it is for our small business owners. But we also know from a connection. They need information. They need to network. They need to get all of these tools at one time. And one thing that we've always done is we've made it a really important part of who we are as Small Business Connecticut to offer this to our members. So if you look at our member pricing, it's generally half price. We generally lose a little bit of money on our members and hope that non-members also participate in things so we can balance it out. But, um, you know, October 21st, I'm really excited about you're going to be there and you're going to launch your new book, which the customer um, conundrum, which I'm just so excited about. I've read. I don't want to be a spoiler, but (laughs) it's really value added. I love all the stories. Um, But we've got some great people together. And for me, I'm blessed. With Small Business Connecticut, I have amazing talent in front of me every day. Trust me. We, for every 25 consultants and and people who want to be a part of Small Business Connecticut, we, you know, we probably, we have the luxury of choosing the best three. I don't know that, you know, there's definitely, that's a whole other topic for another day probably, but... Um, I am blessed to have the talent that comes in front of us every day. And to be able to share that with our members is a gift. So to have someone like you come and talk about your book, but help our members really understand customer service and what it means and how it drives sales. We have Pete Winiarski talking about goal setting. We have Walt Hampton from Ireland live streaming in between just to motivate and inspire the crowd. We have, um, the you know, this crazy, outrageous marketer who I love, Carl Reyes, who's going to, you know, inspire the team. And and um, we have, I don't know if you're familiar with Works Branding, but it's a huge branding company that started just like it's the dream that every small business owner has. The um, two founding principals of the company are going to come and talk and share their story about, you know, they they put, they were all in, out of their garage, putting everything in and taking some ridiculous risks to really make their business what is now a crazy success. You know, they do all the marketing and branding for Aetna and Home Depot and, you know, they're just huge. But so it's, it's a, it's this mind trust of all of this talent brought together in one room. And then we make sure there's time for networking. And we really think about what's important for our members with events like this. And and we can do that for our members for $30. And, you know, that, that makes it all worthwhile because we're bringing something really special that they're really going to learn. They're going to meet a lot of amazing people. And then non-members, you know, you can either join Small Business Connecticut or you can pay $60 a <laughs> month. But, uh, you know, still, it's still a value. And that's what we really want to do is, you know, you're never going to see a conference like that for sixty nine ninety nine anyway with all of the talent that we have in one place. And that's in um, – that's at CCSU, Central Connecticut State University. They've been gracious enough to let us use one of their rooms. And I'm pretty excited about that day because it's going to be fast and energetic and uncensored and honest. And, and that's what we really pride ourselves on. We really – we know business is hard and we're not going to deliver a lot of fluff to people. We really want – we want real answers. And, you know, you and I talked about that. 
Yeah, we talked about off mic, you know, the yeah. this the the whole situation where there are so many people out there today who are who are getting roped into the get rich quick, you know, invest $197 in my program and, you know, and look at the results we're producing. People are making $3,247,000 every right. month. And, and, you know, you have to realize that, you know, and, and this is the, this is the key and it's a hard sell sometimes because uh, even in the case of my book, you know, there's, you know, you've read some of the stuff in there and, and it's not rocket science. It's all common sense. Right. And, and yet people are looking, I think sometimes for those more esoteric solutions Solutions when they realize that you know the real key to success is getting back to basics, right. but the but the real learning experience is is that the basics are simple, but they're not easy to do. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of hard work, and uh, and you know it gets back to the old saying that anything in life that's worth having is worth working for. True, true. Yeah, I think the basics are you. You know, it goes back to that original conversation earlier on the show where we talked about people want to do things the way they want to, the easier way sometimes instead of the way they really need to. And that customer piece, I, you know, I can give you a thousand stories of where that customer service piece has destroyed businesses. And even in corporate America, you know, we definitely saw a difference between in corporate America, the, the, the stores, the buildings that delivered on service and what their results were versus the ones that didn't. Yeah, well, it's really important. I think it was Sam Walton who said, uh, you know, that the that the customer can fire everybody in your organization from the CEO on down just by refusing to do business with you. Yeah, this you is know, and, true. And it's really, really true. So we're in studio today with Colleen Ferrari. If you'd like to ask Colleen a question, uh, 860-432-9735 uh, or text at 860-856-7193. Email questions at optex.com. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, and we will be right back with our final segment with Colleen. So stay tuned. I've owned this company for a long time. I love what I do, but things keep getting more and more challenging. Taxes, the economy, global competition, they're coming together in a way that may put me out of business if I don't find a better, more cost-effective way of doing things. You want a better future for you and your loved ones. You feel that you have what it takes, but you just don't know where to start. I can help. My name is Gary Smith. I come alongside you to help you design a plan for your amazing future. Then I mentor you through the implementation process until you're well on your way to achieving your goals. Don't wait another second. Call me now at 203-599-1467 or email me at gary at for a free, no-obligation consultation. Many people own at least one Bible, but possessing a copy of the Bible doesn't necessarily mean you read it or that you make it a priority. This weekend, Alistair Begg concludes the Belief and Behavior series by dwelling on the importance of God's Word. Tune in for Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Hear the weekend edition of Truth For Life with Alistair Begg, Sunday morning at 8.30 here on Life Changing Radio, 1550 AM WSDK. Hey, welcome back. We hope you're enjoying the show today as we talk with Colleen Ferrari of Small Business Connecticut, Small Business USA. Um, Colleen, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about is, I mean, you founded Small Business Connecticut you know, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it always your vision to move into Small Business USA and get outside the state of Connecticut, or is that something that just happened recently? 
You know, I, I think it's happened sooner recently. I mean, we really – we started Small Business Connecticut with the intention of really helping Connecticut. And we know that Connecticut is one of the toughest states in the, econ- in the, in the whole country to run a small business. And because of that, we've gotten involved in steering committees and other organizations to drive it. You know, what has happened very organically is we've actually gotten a lot of members from outside of the state, which has prompted us to go a little sooner than we expected into Small Business USA. But um, we we really knew that we had something special. When we first beta tested it and we worked with companies, we knew that we had something that actually worked that had, you know, knock on wood, an unprecedented success rate. And um, we we knew that this was something that we wanted to bring outside of the boundaries of Connecticut. But the, our members have pushed us there a little faster than we expected, but we're still really excited about going there. So I guess the short answer is yes. We had always intended to go outside of the, the border, just not as soon. Yeah, the but, curve got accelerated just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's been really amazing. And we have, you know, there's this great piece that – you know, the internet, like Skype, things like that, that really make it possible. I think our mission, though, is we want to be more than we want to be more than just someone who's helping those individual small businesses find success. We really want to protect small businesses because we really see the the more we do this, we see such a need to protect small businesses. We also want to unite them. I mean, there's we really want to bring at a very global level, we want small businesses to have a voice out there. You know, the tax breaks just for large companies is So you not see from, from that standpoint then, do you see, and, and I don't know if you're into it already or not, mm-hmm. I kind of get the sense that maybe you are, but do you see kind of a legislative lobbying type of branch of, uh, of, of a small business to get out there and, and help influence uh, lawmakers and stuff like that to really help stimulate the growth and opportunities for small businesses? Um, yeah, the short answer is yes, and that we're already getting involved in that. But one thing that um, is really important to me, I get a call, I would say once a week, from some organization that says, Colleen, we need your help to unite small businesses together so they have a bigger voice. Well, I personally think we have the tools out there. We're not using them. So we have a very rich Chamber of Commerce program that we really support the Chamber of Commerces because we think that here's an organization that this is what they're supposed to do, right? Business development and and be that voice of the business community. We really think that we need to help them with that. So we support that. We're doing things with the CBIA because they're they're taking on their 20 by 17 campaign and we're really supporting their initiatives and trying to pull people together for that. So, um, but yes, eventually I would like to have a lobbyist that, or, or someone that was that voice in, leg- in legislation from Small Business USA that is really out there just really projecting the voice of our members and what's important to them. Okay. You know, quite, it's interesting how many politicians can't talk to small business. It's alarming. There's some that are really amazing at it. But that percentage, I would probably say 10% of the lawmakers that I've met can really talk to the small business community. If they haven't owned a small business, they struggle to really represent them. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to represent people who you, you don't or haven't taken the time to understand because there's a big dynamic difference in you know, as far as who they are and what they need and what's important to them than right. with the larger corporations. 
That's really true. So what do you see? I mean, let's look five, ten years down the road. What's your what's your overall vision for uh, for Small Business USA? Yeah. Um, well, I'd like to be in all the states. I'd like to really make a difference. We are going to make a difference. We're already making a difference with small businesses, but I want to have an impact in every state with small businesses. Um, I would like to work with the Chamber of Commerce and really make that a, a body that can really represent small businesses. I'd like to have our own representation, uh, you know, there and present. One thing that we have started, um, and you know that I'm a little passionate about this, we come across what we call unqualified consultants on a very regular basis. People who, um, you know, they got that golden parachute and they've they've coined, you know, 8 million people fill out, you know, the paperwork to become a consultant every year with the government, right? But 7 million of them fail every single year. So you look at those percentage and you say, how many of these people that are out there as consultants are really qualified? And we see that firsthand every day. When a consultant consults a small business owner, if they don't understand small business, it's really detrimental. I I can share a story. So I'll share a story if you don't mind. Sure, please. But, um, we, you know, we recently came across a CMO, chief marketing officer of a Fortune 500 company, and I love this story because who is more qualified? He has this, you know, Ivy League degree, and you know, he's been in corporate America for 20 years as the head of a marketing firm. Well, you know, he received a golden parachute, and it doesn't mean that he's unqualified. This is happening every day in corporate America now. You know, they're they're very expensive executives, and so. He decides that he's going to be a small business consultant, marketing consultant. Well, if he knocked on your door, he's got a great pedigree, great experience, CMO of a Fortune 500 company. He's charging his rates are not extraordinary, right? Seems like a pretty safe bet. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the challenge. He was hired by one of our members. He they paid him six thousand dollars for his fee or whatever it was. Within the first week or two, he asked him to spend another $8,000 to pay for the marketing that he wanted to implement and continuously added on leveraging people he met at networking meetings, all these things. At the end of the day, he almost bankrupted this company. He continuously added more work and more expenses. But you know the difference between corporate America, if you have something that needs to get done – there's a team or a pool of leaders to manage through how it's going to get done. Or small, money in the, in the coffers money. to pay for it. And you don't need that turnaround in time. Right. You know, as a small business owner, if you invest five or $6,000 on a consultant or whatever the cost is, you know, based on what they need, you expect a return on investment pretty quick. That's a pretty big sum of money to put out there. So in corporate America, your return on investment could happen in six months or a year. It's a very different mindset. You're you're investing long term because that ship moves a lot slower. You know, a small business owner moves a little faster. I always say it's like it's are you navigating a cruise ship or a jet ski? And you really a small business owner is navigating on that jet ski. And I think you're you're right there. And I think one of the things that hurts people who are coming out of corporate America, large corporations, right. and trying to work with small businesses is is that 
The, the problem you run into is that corp, in corporate America, you can throw people and money at problems and solve them. But when you're working with small businesses, you have to look at it and say, okay, what can this person reasonably afford? And you've got to get really, really creative about how you're doing things. And I think a lot of times uh, people you know, coming out of large businesses that are used to having other people and other financial resources available to them yeah. don't have those creative juices flowing and saying, okay, I know what it's like right. to be in a situation where somebody's telling me I need to spend this amount of money and I got to sit there and say, you know what? I don't have it. Right. You know, or if or if I do it, it's right. got to be I've got to be looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, I've got one I've got one bullet in my chamber and I've got a laser scope and I'm targeting all of the different things out there. I got to I got to choose the right target to hit because I got one shot at making this work. Right. Right. And, and that so puts true. a tremendous amount of pressure under the consultant it's as well. True. So our goal is to protect those small business owners, to certify the consultants. And we give referrals every day for consultants. We want to make sure that they're trained and they understand everything, every hat that a business owner wears, because it's different than corporate America. And it's much more detrimental if they get bad advice. So yeah, our goal is to protect, drive success and protect them. Cool. Well, we're coming down. We've got just a few minutes left. There are two other subjects that I want to hit on real quickly. Uh, first is that uh, is that you know Small Business USA has a crowdfunding initiative that you guys are working on. So talk a little bit about that and uh, and tell people how they can uh, how they can plug into that and learn more. And then finally, I want you to take just a couple of minutes and you know tell people a little bit more about who you are. We've already got a real good flavor for what they're doing, but who you are. What's the best way to connect with you and your organization? Okay. So um, it's an Indiegogo campaign. So if you go on to Indiegogo.com and just type in Small Business USA into the search box, you'll come up with our, our site. We really, want to, we really want to make a difference. That's the goal. We would like to create an infrastructure that is protecting small businesses without raising our prices. And we know to go into other states – We've done the math a million different ways to go into other states, but to really make an impact and support those small businesses in other states, we really need an investment of about $200,000 for every five states, essentially. Um, so that's a really important piece, our growth strategy to do it well and do it right and still protect the businesses that we're funding and that we're supporting, that um, we you know, that's really what that campaign is about. We really want to help more people and we don't want to raise our prices because we know that that's part of the beauty and the magic. You know, it's our cost is less than an hour consulting fee every month. And, and that's really important to us. Um, so I, we also want to be, we want to continue our mentorship program too. We have a lot of people that can't afford the two fifties. So we really want to be able to continue to support what we're doing with that. Um, as far as reaching out to me, so anyway, I would be I would appreciate any help on that because it's really an important initiative for us and my team, and and I think it will um, make a big difference for small business owners across the United States because we're proving that it works. Um, and then for me, you know, I'd love to talk to anyone. So I think the best way to reach me, Colleen Ferrari, is go through LinkedIn. That's the easiest, Colleen and Ferrari, like the car but with a Y at the end. Um, I welcome anyone to connect. I'm a pretty open connector, but keep in mind, I'll probably call you. <laughs> I don't, you know, I like to know everybody on my LinkedIn page. And then you can visit our website at smallbusinessus.com. And that will, you'll be able to see the event calendar, our October 21st event. You can buy tickets through there. 
But um, yeah, I welcome meeting new people all the time and helping more businesses. But cool. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for being in studio today, Colleen. It's uh, it's great to have you here. I really enjoyed our conversation. For those of you who are interested in uh, in connecting with Colleen again in a few weeks, she's going to be back uh, with Allison Demers from uh, Light 100.5 FM, and we're going to be talking about a completely different subject, and that is religion and its place in business. So that'll be fun. Well, that puts another bow on the uh, on the Gary Smith Show for another edition. Thanks so much for being along for the ride today. It's been great having you, and we hope you got a lot of value from our conversation. Again, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here on 1550 a.m. WSDK. Until then, have a great week. God bless you. Live your life intentionally. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you. Times are tough, not getting easier, but there's an opportunity that could make a significant change in your financial situation. People are paying too much for home utilities, 